Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beertastic Voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Beertastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And today, we are finishing off the beers that Mark has brought back from the North Country. At least for now. At least for now. At least on this trip. Yes. Um, with Big Tupper Brewing out of Tupper Lake, New York. Correct, sir. And, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the brewery? So, the brewery um, has is now on its second life. Uh, initially, the owner had, like, a Mexican restaurant on the property. Ole. And, uh, you know, things happened. That fell through. They decided to go the brew pub route. Okay. Uh, when they initially were set to reopen the brew pub, they didn't have all the proper licensing lined up quite yet, so they decided that they were going to start roasting their own coffee. Interesting. So they roast their coffee on site, and uh, they are currently contract brewing their beer at Adirondack Pub and Brewery. Okay, there we go. See episode 44. There we go. Thank you. Good man, you know these things that I do not. But they are planning on installing their own brew house within the uh, brew pub there in Tupper Lake shortly in order to expand the number of in-house beers that they can carry. Right. Because right now they're pretty much set at, uh, you know, these are our three flagships and here's one seasonal and then everything else is guest taps. You know, that's not, as a brew pub, especially as you're getting things started, like that's not a bad way to go. No, and, you know, we had dinner there uh, the first day that we were... We were up there. Usual Everything was really there. Burgers and no, actually and some pies. like really nice, like interesting stuff. Like I had uh, uh, game meat sausage. Oh, cool! So I forget what it came with, but yeah, like some good stuff. Some really wacky macaroni and cheese combinations. That's I'm always into that. And yeah, good stuff. Tasty beer. I lied. It's episode forty three. Shame. Why do I even keep you around anymore? Yeah, seriously. I wanted to ask you, game meat wise, did it give you an idea? I mean, I probably don't remember you would have said it, but do you remember the actual game meat that was in there? Possum. Well, I think <laughs> they were, initially, I think they were like, well, we have duck and elk. I was like, give me the elk. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we ran out of the elk. I'm like, all right, give me the duck. Oh, okay. And it was still fantastic. No, I can only imagine it, though. Yes, I would, I would have gone elk as well. Yeah, I would being on that i had a uh, elk jerky once it was pretty awesome oh my god it was um a friend of mine in college there her dad um would hunt extensively in the fall to help he was a contractor so he didn't have a lot of work in the winter so he would hunt extensively in the fall to make sure that the family Stacked was fed the chest freezer with meat oh. for the winter he had two he had two big chest freezers and two um camaros in huh. the uh, in the garage a 67 and a 76 they were hot cars um, but the better keep that away from the cold meat. Yeah, but he made the uh, the uh, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like you're staring at me. I, I'm like gonna make more. Like, yeah. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? No, you they were, were really nice, and he kept them in like show quality, so they were cool cars. But uh, he made jerky out of some of it, and I got to try it, and it was really fantastic. That's hmm. my elk meat story. <laughs> I have no elk meat. I've eaten a ridiculous amount of venison, but other than that, not much. We're going to start off here with their summer ale. 
which is uh, an American Pale Ale. It's 5.9% alcohol and 14 IBUs. And uh, bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. So there are, you know, there's strawberry and rhubarb in here. Oh, man, that's what I taste. Yeah. yeah. Got the str- I got the strawberry in that first sip. I just took my first sip of it, and I was like, there's fruit. It's strawberry. So, I, you know, I think it's quite nice. The IBU count isn't that high for the Pale Ale. So, no, not at all. You know, it it's a good summer drinking beer. So, you know, color-wise, I think we're going to go with uh, a straw, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and it's also really clear. Yeah, yeah brilliantly clear. And... You know, you stick your nose in the glass and you get strawberry. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as summertime goes, especially like in the Adirondacks and Central New York, you can get really humid and can get really sticky. And so something like this is would probably be a great beer to just uh, sit on the sit on the porch and just cut through all that. It reminds me not in the flavor necessarily, but uh, like the, the Montauk watermelon. Yeah, this could be its cousin. Yeah, it, it, this is definitely strawberry, and that's definitely watermelon, but with the level of fruit, so to speak. I think that's a really good pa- comparison, Justin. Yeah, no, I I would say that they're in the same class. Um, it's a nice change of pace for a summer ale. A lot of times the summer ales get to be a little bit one-note, and you know the focus is being clean and crisp and not really developing a big fla- a flavor to it. So to have something in there is a nice change of pace for it. Yeah, I I think it's a really good beer. Um, they also uh, I forget exactly the name, but they have another. I think it's a pale ale as well that uh, they blend green tea into. Hmm. Interesting. But they didn't have that uh, when we were up there, so I didn't get to try that one. But that was one of the ones I was looking forward to getting my hands on. What's interesting to me about it is, again, if, you know, we'll have pictures of the bottles up, but you can definitely tell this is brew pub, mostly because where I see summer ale, there was nothing on the label to indicate to me in any way, shape, or form that there was strawberry and rhubarb in that beer. Uh, I mean, it's tiny, but well, it is yeah, on I mean, the side there. Right, yeah, there's it text says it, but oh, it's not like yeah, yeah. pictures of strawberry. No, the, the label is dominated by, you know, like an artist rendition of tupper lake and it just big uh, you know the adirondacks big tupper brewing summer ale right because yeah america <laughs> so um you know when you're looking at it i mean when i was looking at it it said summer ale i'm thinking to myself i'm, I'm gonna get it a sam adams summer or anything of that variety and obviously it's the style wise it's the same but that addition of the strawberry and the rhubarb for me makes it from something that i wouldn't necessarily grab off the shelf to I want to try that right away, but when you're oh, the, but, yeah, when, yeah. but when you're in the brew pub, it's there's a board and it tells you what's in it, and that's how you order it. And obviously, after you taste it like you did, you grab the bottles and you come home with it. So it, it, it's just interesting to me knowing that that difference. Yeah, no, no, I hear you on that. Um, strawberry rhubarb is not something that you often see in beer. No, no, the strawberry flavor in beer is is one of those tough ones to really stick with and as far as some of the other strawberry beers that we've tried we tried the one that was uh from hermitage the hermitage and i feel like there was one more that was actually yep. strawberry rhubarb yeah yeah i feel like there was one more strawberry beer that we had definitely at least one we weren't that thrilled with it 
Um, but this one is, is actually really nice. Um, I'm going to get this one started uh, for a rating. And I think I'm going to go with a bomber on this one. Um, I want to have two two of these enjoy it while hanging out on the on that front porch maybe while playing some you know lawn games and you know and then i think i might want something to change pace a little bit just because the the strawberry might build up a little bit i kind of take um you know it gets a little sweet sometimes you want something a little cooler a little more refreshing in that sense but it's a nice surprise summer ale yeah i agree this uh i'm gonna i'm, I'm i almost want to go growler but i'm gonna stay bomber on it it, uh, it's definitely a very intriguing summer ale. I mean, it, it, especially with that uh, that, style, that flavor uh, profile with the strawberry, it, it screams summer. I mean, that's right at the beginning of summer when you start getting strawberries. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick at a pint for me, and that's mostly because I'm not big on strawberry and the strawberry rhubarb combination. But... I enjoy a pint of it, but after that, I'm just going to want to move on to something else. I will say this. Um, when it comes to rhubarb, I'm not familiar with, like, the rhubarb flavor. Like, I I know it's usually, I know it's a it's something that's paired with strawberries frequently. I know strawberry rhubarb pie is, like, a classic pie. But I can't picture or think of what the flavor of rhubarb is. Like, rhubarb by itself, as far as I'm aware, is just, like, tart. Yeah, that that's my understanding. Tart of it, but... with a teeny bit of spice is really all that yeah. I you know that like a bite. But I didn't pick up any tartness in that beer. No, I think it's probably very subtle, probably for good reason because I imagine that if it was an overwhelming flavor, it probably would, uh, you know, take over. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's a that's a good start to it, and I, now we're gonna go to the second one, which looks like we're gonna jump seasons here. Yeah, and so now we're jumping to Tuke, which is the winter ale. Uh, but it is such a solid beer and well-loved that they kind of have it all the time. The uh, the nose on it, if I didn't know it was a winter ale, I would definitely know with the, with the spices that you smell. Yeah, you get it, it. it's a 6% alcohol. It's got 28 IBUs. And uh, their flavor text for this beer is uh, Adirondack tested, Lumberjack approved. Big fan. If you're a real North Country local, you know what a toque is. We invite you to take yours off and let this darker roasted ale warm you from the inside. And it pairs well with stews and soups. Well, Mark, I can tell you that I don't know what a toque is, but I'd no like to I. see you take yours off. Anytime, Mark. I'm not wearing a hat. Okay, there you go. It's a type of hat. Yeah. Okay. Dude, look at look at the bottle. You know, Waldo? It's the Waldo hat. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Or hipster hat. One of those two things. I'm going to go with Waldo. I'm sticking with Waldo. Okay. Um, yeah. Color-wise, I think I'm going to go with dark brown. Yeah. I agree. Close enough. Survey says dark brown. Show ding, me. Ding. Dark brown. Yay. Okay. Show me potato salad. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, I love... I could smell this all day. Yeah. The- I really enjoyed this when I had it at the, the brew pub. The taste is nice. I like that kind of uh, spiciness. The uh, it's, it's the seasonal spiciness. It's not. It doesn't give you the gingerbread flavor, but it doesn't overwhelm you. Like sometimes when people when uh, places try to make like a winter warmer or a um, 
or a winter stout that they kind of punch you in the face with that spiciness. Right. This one is a little more reserved, but definitely prominent. Yeah, so I think it's, it's nice. more complementary to the underlying sort of stouty flavors. Yeah. That being said, I really like it. Yeah, this is uh, the I like it too. the The spice is more aggressive than I anticipated, um, which isn't a negative. It just from the from the nose, it, it wasn't this. That the flavor is more prominent than the aroma. That's fair, but I, it, it's very good. It's a uh, it definitely could warm you up on a, oh, yeah. on a cold winter day. Yeah, saying soups and stews like I want this in my stew, like. This in beef stew would be... Oh, yeah, definitely a good base for like, a, a nice beef I'd stew. Be, I'd be in on that. Or throw it into a shepherd's pie kind of... Oh, yeah. This, I, I'd be in that and... Reduce it down and make man, some nice gravy. That's that's the, that's the my kind of season. Like, once things start getting a little... Once that little, uh, you know, chill comes in the air and you don't feel like you're going to suffocate yourself by eating a hearty meal, like... That's my time of year, man. Well, up where this, you know, up in the Adirondacks, that's basically like three weeks from now. Yeah. 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 It really is. It's crazy. Um, I mean, I told you when I was up there, uh, you know, early in the mornings before we had set out for the day, when we had the TV on to entertain my daughter, like we were watching the Canadian Broadcasting Company. <laughs> okay. There you go. So, is that just like, just Mounties and poutine, like 24-7? No. It's, Ooh, it's, poutine it was, is so good. I mean, it was basically, it was like a PBS station, but they kept going, happy birthday, Canada, like as part of the bumpers between commercials and stuff. And was I was like, Canada what's going day? on here? I was like, CBC. I'm like, I got to look up this up when I get home. And well, that's turns out the Canadian Broadcasting Company, because we were up there at the end of June. So Canada's birthday is July 1st. Uh, so we were there like the week before that. So there was this like unicorn charlie horse puppet ripoff kind of thing and it was just like charlie the unicorn no no like charlie horse oh, like... my kidneys <laughs> you remember that one yes <laughs> justin you do come on yes i do <laughs> oddly enough but uh <laughs> i was going more for the lime shops play along okay yeah. sorry <laughs> the song that never ends oh you mean charlie horse yes yes okay but it had a, a unicorn horn on it, and oh, it, just, okay. it was just like, Happy birthday, Canada! Fuck you, Justin. <laughs> oh. I hate you. Yep. I will kick you right in the balls. Now. They started singing it, I know what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever, just because, because this is a song. song that <laughs> <they're> <laughs> <never> <laughs> it. Thank you, lis- listeners, we're sorry that it has to happen this way. <laughs> Yeah, I have to thank my cousin John for that. He was just at the ripe age to start watching that when I was about ten or eleven, and I, that was the you know that and uh, Eureka's Castle were the the two dominating things. Eureka's Castle. Yeah. Yeah. See, I knew that one too. Yeah, we should uh, we should stop this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's... that's all right. Let's get back There's to this, the, this spectacular winter warmer. That's uh, has a, a nice spice, a great aroma, and is dark brown. For those that uh, have blacked out from the the little <laughs> lunacy that we just had. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna kick off the ratings. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a bomber. I definitely would like to have uh, have two of these. How about you, Kevin? Um, I'm kind of between the bomber and growler range. I'm not sure um, if I want to go to the growler on it. So I think I'm gonna stick with the bomber on it. I think that's gonna be the right amount. Um, and just as a, like a flight progression so far, I'm really happy with these two. Like I. You would think that they would be a bigger, 
even though it's such a big contrast between the two flavors, they're both really well done in that. I like it. Yeah, I was in the same sort of area as you. I wasn't sure if I was going to go growler, and what sort of swayed me to the bomber category was the level of, of the spice. Yeah, but I, I think also just the fact that it's not it's not sitting heavy while I drink it. Like, I'm not worried about, like, I don't feel like I've been doing work to drink this beer. Like, it's right. just, it goes down really easy. Mark, how about you? What's your feelings on the winter? I'm going to stick with the bomber for it as well. I mean, again, two of these, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. After that, I think uh, I would just need something else because I think I'd need to sort of flush the spice from my palate. Yeah, Yeah. same thing. What was the ABV on this? Uh, Hang on a second. I mean, that being said, I mean, I might... It is 6%. Wow. I mean, I might come home from work and kill one of the, you know, kill a bomber. Of this and and knock it out and not feel bad about it. Yeah. The um. What was the other one? The uh. The, the summer. Summer. Yeah. I'm trying to find it on the bottle. I don't think it's on here. It has to be. But the summer is five point nine. Okay. Well. So just a hair lighter. That's fine. While while I uh to explain the rating system for those of you that may be new to us, Mark is going to try to find it on there because I defy him. Um, the, we have a a five point rating system of a taster, a pint, a bomber, a growler, and a keg based on how much we want to drink. Usually we think about it in one sitting. Sometimes we screw around with it a little bit because, you know, we're telling you what we think. You should try all the beers all the time. And we encourage everyone who is listening. If you try, if you drink along with us and you try a beer, or if you've had a beer that we're sampling in the past. Go for it. Let us know what you think. Uh, hit us up, beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and we're all over the place. So you can find us or, you know, hey, you might run into us at one of the local breweries and let us know there, too. And if you want to tell us that, hey, what we thought about a beer, we were completely wrong, go for it. and Or tell us what you thought, you know, if you agreed. That's great, too. We just want you to try great local beer. Yeah, if you uh, want to tag us, use the uh, either tag us or use the hashtag BeerTasticVoyage. We'll find you. Absolutely. All right, Justin, I concede that apparently the alcohol content isn't on the bottle anywhere, which also confuses me because I thought they legally had to have it on there. I can see it on the uh, the, the next one we're about to try. Yeah, I I didn't see it on the winter one, but what's the last one that we have, Mark? So I had asked for the uh, the Python Pale Ale uh, from our server. Python Pale Ale? Yeah, P-I-T-O-N. Oh, like the thing that you hammer into the cliff to climb? Maybe. Sure. No, you know what I'm talking about, right? The little pin that you hook the loop through? Oh, That's I know, called I, a Python? I know exactly what you're talking about as far as the device. I had yeah. no idea that it was what it was called. I'm with him. I think that's what it's called. Okay. I'm cool with it. Uh, but print it. I know it won't hold me up, so that's all that matters. <laughs> My server got confused because I you know, I asked to do a mix of six pack of uh, the three beers and instead of that we got their IPA A A L like or is it like is it A like like the Fonz or A like Canada? Canada. A like Canada. Oh for sure. For sure. Don't you know? Oh, I apologize. So, the IPA L is a IPA. Wikipedia confirms I'm right. Python it is. <laughs> Sorry. It comes in at seven percent ABV and sixty five IBUs. 
It is their flagship IPA. And, uh... They say that it has lots of positive attitude and unique accents. It's crisp flavor with a slight citrus finish that leaves you wanting more. Yeah. Okay, so it's positive, it's happy, it's... It's Canada. You know. Canada in a bottle. Let's crack it. 7%, that's a... Uh, hefty. That's hardy. Hefty. Yeah, I think it's uh, as far as alcohol content. I think that kind of puts it in the double category range. But oh, I'm curious, and I have Google, so let's see. Make it so, number two. Who does number two work, work for? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a great movie. So many quotes from all those movies. Double IPA. Just give me your glass so I can pour you some. Please do. Thank you. Here we go. BJCP 2015. Live Googling. This is always the the best possible podcast situation ever. Justin Googles it. Sorry about a little hard pour there. It's technically, according to the BJCP, seven and a half is where it starts. So, a double? Yeah. Okay. So, this this one's close. Just just below that. He also gets 60 IBUs. Pale straw. I mean, this is is really light and crystal clear. It's light. Yeah, I think this is definitely lighter than. Uh, this is lighter than. It's the lighter summer. than the summer. Yeah, but um, and a nice white bubbly head. I just got. I took a little whiff. I got smashed over the dome with hops. Yeah, it's definitely the most hop. Fo- it's the most hop forward beer we've had in a while. I mean, we were you know it's certainly no, in this session. Yeah, yeah, it's no secret that we record multiple episodes in one session, and after drinking. Uh, a bunch of Belgian beers from St. Jo- uh, St. James, and the first two here haven't really been hop forward. Have not had any real hop characteristics to speak of. Yeah, this is an alchemist. It was more just uh, again. I've been my nose has been attuned to uh, other varieties of uh, of aromas, but yeah, you're definitely getting some. Um, I would say tropical slash citrus hops. Yeah, they're definitely uh, like. Newfangled varieties, whatever yeah. they're they're using. Not gonna here. lie, it doesn't smell that pleasing to me. Um, no, but then you taste it, and it it's not really dank. No, it, it has it, some bitterness yeah. there, but it's not dank. No, it definitely it gives me. It follows through with a, um, I would say, more of a tropical taste than, than specifically citrus. But it's um, it definitely has uh, a little bitterness at the end. But it's drinkable, definitely drinkable. Yeah, the um, I think the citrus note that I'm getting is almost lime. Yes. Um, yeah. Not lemon, but lime. It's um, it kind of smelled a little funky to me. Like, and I don't mean funky in the sense of you know, you know, weird farmhouse funky, but like just a little all, different to me. It smells a little bit like a gym bag. Yeah, the, okay, I'm not crazy then. No. Because right. I honestly wanted to say, like, it smelled like gym shorts. Yeah. Before. Yeah, no, like, no. It does. I, I totally get that on the aroma. Okay. Uh, I appreciate you seconding me on that. Um, But it tastes clean and a little bit of lime flavor, almost like, a, you know what? It kind of it's like the lime flavor that you get if you shove a lime into a Corona. Yeah, you know, I, like yeah. you get that little bit of lime on the finish that makes you go, oh, like, oh, okay, hey, there it is. Like, yeah, that's kind of what I get out of this. Without the skunk beer, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, without, I know, the, yeah. without the skunk beer flavor, yeah. yeah. No, I know exactly exactly what you're uh, what you're saying. Um, 
Yeah, I can't I can't quite tell whether I'm super into it or it's just okay. It's not I definitely drinkable, like not a, you know, throwaway pour out beer by any stretch for for me. No, it, it's not uh I didn't have like a, a oh god like no. reaction with my sample of this at the brew pub. It's no. you know, like I said, it it's yes, it's an IPA. It's got that bitterness but it's not dank. It doesn't have that like piney resin bite. Yeah. In the finish. And yeah, it's a it's an IPA that I could drink. Yeah, I'll definitely say that. Uh, as far as IPAs go, I think this is a, a quote unquote accessible IPA for someone who's you know trying IPAs or wants to go down that road. And um, you know, if if I were given this, I would drink it. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't complain. Yeah. Um. I'm going to kind of stick with my thought process on it being kind of similar to Corona and Lime. You know, I think that's something that, um, you know, I could see the locals, you know, like people in a small town saying like, oh, we, we drink these a lot during the summertime. Or, you know, and, and just in general, people that are vacationing on the lake drinking quite a lot of these. But I don't particularly like it. Um, that that smell in the beginning kind of gets to me and I'm not a big fan of it. And I don't think there's a a taste in the middle of the beer that makes me really want to keep drinking it. Like I'm going to finish the taster, but for me, for me, it's just, it's just not please. So you're going taster. Um, I would, if you pour, I would probably drink the pint and that's it. Or the one, you know, like the one bottle, but like, I would be like, if you open this and hand it to me, I would finish it because it's, it seems wrong to drain, to leave most beers open, but I'm not having a second one at all. So I'm, we'll call it a taster though for me. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go pint. Um, I, it, having a taste of it, I would probably order a pint of it. And then after the pint, I would say, okay, that was good. Let me, uh, let me get some of that winter warmer. See, that's where I disagree. Like, if this was in my flight, I'd be okay with it, but I would not go and order the pint afterwards. Okay. At all. I mean, yes, I would agree with you, but I would still call this a pint. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it. you're right. The aroma is a little bit off, but I've also drank and made plenty of sour things that smell worse than this oh yeah and i still enjoy the taste of and just just by the fact that i mean even though it's not necessarily to our taste it's a solidly put together beer and it again it i'm always happy when i find that ipa pale ale double ipa that isn't dank. And I this one is not dank, so I will I'll go for a pint of this. I'll it's going to be rare, yeah, but I'll have a pint. Sure. No, I agree with you that it's well put together. I think it's a well constructed beer. Um, and if it's what you're going for, I think you absolutely would enjoy it. And I think it's a nice. Um, I'm going to say it's a brew pub IPA. Like it's there it's kind of basic it's easy for everyone like justin mentioned it's accessible it's easy for lots of people to drink i bet they probably sell a ton of this 
Oh, you know? I have no doubt. Um, you know, I think people that would come, you know, people that say, oh, I'm an IPA drinker. If they're coming up for the summer, you know, for vacation in the summer, they see this on the menu and go, yeah, I'm drinking that. It's just, just it's not my cup of tea. Oh, yeah. No, no. And, not- I, and that's all I'm really sticking with it is, is saying that for me, that's the only reason I'm going with for that. No, I'm not trying to tell you that you're wrong for saying that you only want the tasting. No, I just, I just don't want me, I don't want to present the idea that I think it's a bit poorly constructed beer. I don't think that. Oh, no, I wasn't trying to suggest yeah. that. Well, um, the idea of accessible IPA and IPAs that we like reminded me of something, so I'm going to take a little little side rail here. So, um, for those of you who don't know, there's a, uh, a homebrew shop out in Calverton called uh, Brew and Beyond. Shout out to Danny. Always takes care of me. Ever, anybody in the area who's interested in homebrewing should definitely check the place out. Hey, Danny. He's uh, starting to stock a lot more grains and stuff. Great guy. Oh, daddy boy. Oh, my God. I knew it was coming. I really did. I don't know why. I saw some sort of uh, twinkle so, in your eye. So you, you go to Danny boy, and my, <laughs> and my media thought is, Danny, how'd you like to shine my shoes, Danny? How'd you like to mow my <laughs> right, lawn? Right in the lumber yard, Danny. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway... Uh, the third Thursday of every month, there's a bottle share there, and there's a you know a core group of guys that come to come to pretty much every one, and there are a few people that have come by, and the, one of our newest uh, people is this um, I will say kid, I apologize, I'm fairly older than you. He's in in college currently, named Lucas, who brew who came for the first time. He brought an IPA, and I have to tell you that it's the first time I've had an IPA other than Lie Detector from uh, Lithology, Lithology that was, and that's technically a double IPA. That was outstanding. Like, I could have drank many, many um, uh, bottles of it. And the primary hop in it, boys, was Simcoe. Really? Yeah, it was absolutely killer. I have to ask him for the uh, for the recipe the next time I see him. It was so, a homebrew? or Homebrew, yeah. Oh, sweet. Good job, Danny. Yeah. Not he- Danny. Um, <laughs> Lucas. Sorry, oh. I had the name Danny in my head. That's all right. Danny. Mark, I didn't mean... Yeah. Stop it, Mark. <laughs> But uh, yes, yeah, so anybody who's uh, in the neighborhood on a Thursday night, you don't have to have homebrew. You can bring by the some, third uh, Thursday. Sorry, the third Thursday um, out in Calverton. Uh, if you, you don't have to bring homebrew, you can bring uh, regular beers too and enjoy everything. But uh, I, I remind you don't me, have to go home, but you can't stay here. And you definitely don't have to sing Danny Boy. Please don't. So anyway, that was that was that this 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 did, this beer home. didn't. Oh my god! Holy <laughs> shit! This beer didn't remind me of the beer he made. The idea of an accessible IPA is what got me there. Gotcha. I so, understand. Yes. So, All right. So a little bit more about uh, Tupper Lake, I suppose. Yeah, I have to talk about their merch because they have probably the best shirt that I have ever seen, and I'm a little bit sad that I did not get one of it, these. shirts. It's not a little bit. There's definitely definitely more than a little bit. I am going to throw my lovely wife under the bus though because she picked up the shirt for me she was like oh what color do you want i was like oh you know that color and she picked it off the stack but she didn't look at it so i have a big tupper brewing shirt but it is not a big tupper brewing shirt that says shut up liver you're fine on it (laughs) (laughs) i left with you 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 sent me a photo of that and i was like i bet you better have gotten one and you told me that story and i'm like oh my god Oh my god, is she okay? Shut up, liver, you're fine. That's (laughs) great. Yeah, which, I mean, that's amazing, and I wish I had one of those to wear to, like, a beer festival. The only shirt that I've seen that's better is not, I mean, it's kind of beer-related. There's a a little 
pub out in Montauk called Liar Saloon. It's where all the fishermen and stuff hang out. And they have a. I had at at one point a hoodie that said the liver is evil. It must be punished. Yeah, I've (laughs) I've seen that one a few times on things. Like I like that though too. And I think we treat our livers with dignity and respect and massive amounts of beer. Yes. Every once in a while. You know, whenever we record. Hey, you know what? I just want to make sure it's still working. That's all. Exactly. It's just a gut check. So, just a reminder, uh, Tupper Lake, that's... How far north... I mean, obviously, it's pretty far north that you were getting the CBC, but, I mean, are we? how far north of Albany are we talking? Like another two hours north of Albany? Uh, it's like another two or three hours. Okay. Because I know, like... It's like I've, another hour and a half from Lake George. Damn, okay. son. Yeah, so you are really... You are, you know... Two maple leaves away from being in Canada there. Yeah, plus, plus it, aside from just being north, it's also more west. Okay, so where it so, gets a little narrow, too. Yeah, so definitely over closer to the border. Right. Well, um, in a couple weeks, Ray, um, my wife and I, we are headed up in that general direction. Uh, we're going to be probably in the uh, Lake George and Saratoga region and stuff like that. So hopefully we will... Uh, find some other beer so i can bring back for you guys well there are several breweries in saratoga i know this because when i was at barn shed picking up the beer for another episode uh one of the guys there who was friends with the owners was talking about how he was headed up there he's like there's got to be some breweries up there somewhere right and i was like oh yeah there's got to be several so i pulled open my phone opened up the new york state brewers association app right went to the breweries by region i was like oh yeah this one's in saratoga this one's in saratoga so there's like at least three maybe four possibly more than that because i didn't go through the whole list right because the saratoga capital region is all kind of lumped together yeah but at least three of them are listed as being in saratoga springs right i mean i know that um my albany area standby of brown's brewing company which we did an episode on um, with that amazing oatmeal stout. Is... Yeah, if you, all kidding aside from my oatmeal stout research, and I do mean that, actually. Yeah. If you if, if you do happen by there, you could snag it. That'd be phenomenal. No, that one is dope. Yeah. I, um, I think I still have a couple cans in my fridge. If, oh, my if God. If you want one, yeah. you just let me know. I appreciate that. Um, but I'm really hoping to be able to stop in at Schmaltz. Because <sighs> I've been wanting to stop there for years now. And... Uh, might find a couple in the Sar- in Saratoga area. Well, good well, guys. You uh, you have anything else? No, I mean that's gonna do it for this calendar year, at least for our Adirondack adventures. Okay. Well, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.